Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Before we start the show, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and a red dot not so good deals. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. You know, it's hockey playoff season, it's NBA playoff season. If you're trying to go to one of those games, 20 bucks is going to go a long way. And that's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin, and I'm here alone today. Rob is working hard, as usual, but we're going to get out some information today because there's a lot been going on with the UVA basketball team. The roster is going through a lot of different changes. There's rumors flying all around the place as to what is going to happen with that. So we're going to go through all of that. We're also going to talk about the potential transfers that might come in, the Hauser brothers, and we're going to talk about our newest commitment, Justin McCoy from North Carolina. We're going to get to all of that. But first, let's talk about those who have left from the draft in memoriam. Kyle, Dre, and Ty have all declared for the NBA draft. And now, of course, they all have the option of coming back. But my guess is that DeAndre and Ty are definitely gone, almost, especially if they get first-round grades. I'd be very surprised. I, I'm I'm almost positive Dre's going to go because he's a projected lottery pick. He's been within the top five, if not the top three, on some NBA draft boards. He he's I've seen the lowest I've seen is six since the. Uh, since the end of the NCAA tournament. But besides that, I think that Dre is a definite lottery pick. Ty is on the late end of the first round, but with his with his late push in the NCAA tournament, and hopefully with a good combine, he will be able to get a first-round grade and maybe even a promise from a team who's, who might take him in the first round. So if he gets a promise or even if he gets a first-round grade, Ty, I think, is definitely gone as well. And that leaves us with Kyle. Kyle's the only one who I think some people were a little bit surprised that he decided to try out, test out the waters, test out the NBA. And, you know, Kyle can always come back. There's a new rule. 
and I'm not exactly sure on the specifics of the rule, but you some people who go to the NBA draft can hire an agent and they can pull out by a certain date. I think it's in late May. And with that, you can come back to school and you, you have to get rid of your agent, but you can come back to school. So Kyle's doing that. But in his Instagram post, he said he's going both both feet first into the water. So he really wants this. He's going to work as hard as he can for it. My guess is that he goes no matter what happens. And, you know, some team might promise him in the second round that they'll take him if he's still there. And I even think if that happens, he'll go because at this point he is engaged. So he's he's thinking about his life. He's thinking about his future life. And I think he's ready to go. And for someone like him, and I wish Rob was here because Rob uh, has been talking about this a lot lately. And Rob says that he wants Kyle to go out on top. He wants Kyle to go out as a champion. He wants Kyle to be the best that he can. And me and Rob both agree that at this point, we think that Kyle has reached, not his ceiling, but I think that there's a limit as to how much better he can get while he's in college. You know, Kyle's a shooter. Kyle's known as a shooter. And, you know, there's always work to be done on ball handling skills. There's always work to be done on IQ. There's always work to be done on passing, rebounding. But Kyle's main thing is shooting. He's a shooter. He's a pure shooter. He's deadly from beyond the three-point arc. He's got NBA range as we as we've seen sometimes this season. Not as deep as uh, Ty sometimes, but definitely Kyle's got that range. And so, as a shooter, I think he's maxed out basically what he can do in college or what he can show college scout or NBA scouts what he can do. And so at this point, I think the best thing for him is to go to the NBA to go or at least go somewhere where he can make some money and use his skill. And even if Kyle doesn't make it into the NBA, even if he makes it just onto a G League team, you know, one of those minor league basketball teams for the NBA, I, that's a great move for him. You still get paid, you still get a bunch of, you still get treatment, you still get training. Even though it's a tougher life, even though you don't make as much money, it's you're still making money, you're still going there. So I think even if Kyle does not get a first round grade, which I don't think he will, I, I think that the NBA scouts see his size. They see how um, how much smaller he is than some other people. And they think that he's not going to be able to hang with the people in the NBA. Of course, Virginia fans know that Kyle works as hard as anyone else, no matter how you know big or small he is. Uh, but that just... NBA does a lot of potential, and they do a lot of like, well, if he can't do this, then we don't want him, you know? So they see the small size. They see the small... Uh, the the height difference between him and someone like Ty, who you know six five, or DeAndre, who's six seven, and they see a deficiency. Even though he's a brilliant player, you know he's a brilliant college player. Kyle is pre- probably the one who is most likely to come back. I, I would say Kyle is probably the only one who is likely to come back. And even at that, I think the percentage at which Kyle was come that will come he will come back. I think that is a very low chance, honestly. I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to Kyle. I don't know Kyle personally, but I do think that I, I do think that he should leave, and I do think that this is his time to leave. He's had his time at UVA. He's had his time in college basketball. I think he needs to go out on top, and I think he needs to go get that money. And I think that no matter what he does, no, no matter what DeAndre and Ty and Kyle do, I think that 
I'm happy for all all of them. They've brought so much to this program. They've brought so much to our team. You know, they've risen us up to the pinnacle of college basketball. We are national champions. We there. No one is going to take that away from us. And even if we are not as good of a team next year because of it, we have that national championship stature. We have great recruits coming in, which we'll get to in a little bit. And this is a team that is not going to go away. This is a program that is not going to go away. This is a situation that we did not have and probably didn't foresee, you know, when we 11, 12 years ago when we had Dave Aledo. And Tony came in and had this vision for a program that was going to be successful and going to stick around. And we made it. And a big reason, you know, we can go back to, we can talk about Joe Harris, Akil Mitchell, Darian Atkins, Anthony Gill, Malcolm Brogdon, London Prentice, all those guys helped bring the program. But, but these three, Kyle, Dre, and Ty, helped to deliver the the biggest prize that we could get. You know, we got the ACC regular season we got the ACC tournament. We got the one seed. And now we got even bigger. We got the national championship. And so these three guys, I think if they all leave, if they all decide to not come back, that's perfect. It's the perfect ending to a perfect situation for this team. I think something else that we need to be aware of is that we not we might not be done with players who are declaring for the draft with the intention to come back. We've looking at. I mean, if you look at Mamadi, Mamadi is someone who has NBA potential. Definitely. I mean, he's long. He's athletic. He's a shot blocker. If he can, you know, get a decent three point shot and some more inside moves, he will. He can be an NBA player. And I think Mamadi might be a candidate to decide to go to the draft and see what NBA scouts want. I think that Mamadi definitely could use another year in college to maybe bulk up a little bit, get a more uh, efficient shooting percentage, you know. You know, we saw that he had a three-point shot throughout the season, but we ne- we didn't see it come together, you know, the whole way. So with that, I think that Mommy might go. I've even heard that Braxton might test out the waters a little bit because he also has that aspiration to play in the NBA one day. But I expect, I definitely expect both of those guys to come back next year because honestly, they're they're both not quite ready. I mean, especially Braxton. Braxton's got a little bit more on the offensive end to prove. He's a defensive stud. He's a rebounding stud. But offensively, he could get a a little bit more consistent jump shot and also a little bit more consistent down low uh, on the you know layups and stuff. We've talked about that all season where he seemed to miss some easy shots down low sometimes. And of course, nothing's easy. You know, we we can sit here and say it's easy, but. It's much harder in reality, but at that level, you should be able to make shots like that. So if Braxton can come and get a more consistent you know, shot, if Mamadi can come and be more consistent offensively as well, more consistent defensively as well too, I think it would serve both of them to see what NBA scouts want them to, see, want them to work on and then come back to UVA, work on that, and then go to the draft next year when they're seniors. Besides that, I don't think anyone else from our team is going to declare um, there's really no one else. I don't think Jay even needs to declare. I mean, he he's definitely someone who NBA can look at in the future as you know this unicorn type player who can shoot, but is also really tall. But honestly, Jay's a little, still a little bit too raw to even go get what go get what the go hear what the scouts want him to do. So, but that will that's definitely something to look for in the future. 
Now, the other thing that has happened this week is uh, with all of these guys leaving for the NBA, we've had some spots open up on our roster, and there's been some couple things that we've done, that the team has done, and that we're hearing, the rumors that we're hearing, that the, that the team and the coaches are trying to do to fill that void, and something that right off the bat happened is that we got a commit from Justin McCoy. He is a 6'8", 225 power forward or strong forward you know he can play the wing he could even play a guard he he's kind of a DeAndre type I don't think he moves quite as fluidly as DeAndre but he's still he's got a nice jump shot he's got some nice handles from the limited clips that I've seen and he can rebound decently well now granted it's always difficult to judge these kids or judge these young men based on their high school film because Honestly, a lot of them are so much bigger and so much better than the competition that they're playing against. But what I did see is that Justin McCoy can move like a guard. He's big. You know, he's a big, strong guy. Um, and he can shoot it. So he's uh, he's definitely someone who we can see, you know, filling maybe a DeAndre void. When Braxton leaves after next year, filling that Braxton void. Someone who can play a, a, a small ball four for us, uh, which will be really good. I think that's where Tony is moving in his recruiting, is recruiting guys who can play that small ball and who can move really fluidly within the offense. I think Justin McCoy fits that really well. And, you know, all, when all this was, ha- a lot of this happened on Monday, you know, a week after, a week after we won the national championship. I still can't believe I'm saying that. But UVA's national championships, a week later, two of our best guys declare, and we get a commit from the the best player left in the state of North Carolina who hadn't committed yet. We beat out UNC and NC State for him, which is saying a lot. Uh, he he decided to leave instead of stay home. And I think that says a lot about the program. I think it says a lot about how Tony's how this national championship can help Tony recruit. And then on Tuesday, we had Kyle leave. And with that, we had two more spots open up. And so we've got two spots that are not fulfilled for next year. And so... Our newcomers next year, we've got three freshmen now. We've got Casey Morsel, who is the uh, top player in D.C. at stud guard. We've got Caden Shedrick, who is a 4-5. Four, four, he's a forward, and he's definitely got some good post moves. He does. He's a defensive stopper. He's going to fill that Mamadi D. Kite void when Mamadi leaves after next year. And now we've got Justin McCoy, who is... Uh, what I, I just talked about him, but I'm looking to see him develop a little bit more. I haven't looked at a lot of his film, but we can break down the film once we start learning more from him and learn more about him. And now we've still got two open spots left. And a lot of people have heard rumors about the Hauser brothers. And if you don't know who they are, the Hauser brothers were studs on Marquette this past year. Sam Hauser is the older brother. He's a 6'8", 225 junior, and he can really shoot the three. He shoots from about 40% from the three. He was one of uh, Marquette's leaders this season, along with Marcus Howard. And also, Joey Hauser, younger brother, he's a redshirt freshman, 6'9", 230. He is even a better shooter from three. He shoots about 43% from the three-point line. The brothers have said that they're a package deal, so they want to go somewhere where they can both play, where they can both graduate from. Now, Sam is two years, or at least academically, he's two years beyond Joey. So Joey's a redshirt freshman. Sam's is a junior after this season. But here's here's the problem, is that Sam can't do a graduate year 
he's not graduating, so he has to sit one and he'll play one. So he's got one year of eligibility left after he sits for one year. And then Joey Hauser, unfortunately, already took a redshirt season at Marquette. And so that the problem with that is that he has to sit another year, loses a year of eligibility, and then he will have two years to play after that. Now, there has been some talks about oh, some sort of him getting a waiver or something, but I don't know what kind of waiver he would get. I don't think he has any family uh, who are sick. I don't think that there's any academic reason that he would need a waiver. I don't think he's been injured at all. So I think the I think he's going to have a tough time getting that waiver for him. On Twitter yesterday, I, this I'm recording this on Wednesday. I did this on Tuesday, but on Twitter I had a, a thread about what I wanted to see from the UVA staff regarding the Hauser brothers situation. And I don't think that the Hauser brothers make sense for UVA. And I know that they're really good players. I know that both of them are really good uh, stretch fours or even small fives, and they can shoot the ball really well. But I don't think that they make sense for UVA right now. And this is because our scholarship situation changed so quickly. You know, Dre and Ty both went on Monday. We had Justin McCoy take one of those spots. And then we had Kyle, who is maybe going on Tuesday. You know, so we had all of this news come out all at once, not to mention that there were reports that UVA was the front runner to land the Hauser brothers. And I was reading uh, Who's Got Next, who, which is a, if you don't follow Who's Got Next on Twitter or on Facebook, he's a great basketball recruiting source. And he's saying that the Hauser brothers, uh, that the Hauser party put that out there. So it wasn't even that the UVA coaching staff was pursuing them. It was that the Hauser brothers wanted to come to UVA. They wanted to be pursued by UVA, you know, which is flattering, but honestly, it doesn't make quite all that much sense. And so with that, I I honestly don't think that they fit really well, even though they're both really good. They, They are a package deal, as I've said before, and if Kyle comes back, we don't have enough space. And if, Kyle, if we're pursuing them and Kyle comes back, we might not be able to pursue another graduate transfer guard. And we need a guard more than anything. We're thin on guard next year, even if Kyle does come back. So far, we've got Kihei. We've got Marco. We've got Casey Morsel coming in next year as a freshman. And we've Cody Statman could play the play play a three, it maybe. But honestly, that doesn't leave a lot of room for us. And if Kyle comes back, that that helps out a little bit. But we need another guard. We're losing two of our guards this year. We need another guard to help fill that void. The other thing is that if the Hauser brothers come next year, they aren't going to play. It's not like they they're, they're going to come in and help out right away. They they have to sit. They both have to sit. Even though even though Joey already sat a year. He has to sit out another year because he's transferring. And that eats up a lot of space on a team that just lost three of its best players that it's ever seen before. That's a lot of talent going out, and it's talent coming in, but it's not talent that we're going to be able to use right away. And so I don't know if it makes sense. And now something else that I saw in Who's Got Next is that the coaching staff is concerned, and I also said this yesterday in my Twitter thread, is that the coaching staff might be concerned with how Henry Coleman is going to react to the Hauser brothers because Henry Coleman plays kind of a similar uh, position as them. And if the Hauser brothers come in this year and both have scholarships for the net year after, that takes away from our recruiting class the year after as well. And maybe we don't get Henry Coleman. Maybe we don't get someone else. Because right now, what I'm what we're hearing is that Reese Beekman, the point guard from Louisiana, is the top target 
and Henry Coleman is definitely a top target as well, but I think that if we get the Hauser brothers, we lose Henry Coleman because one, we're not going to have the space, and two, it's going to be too crowded with the big men. While it would be nice to get the Hauser brothers, while it would be nice to have those stretch fours, I honestly don't think it makes sense for us, and I honestly don't think that we're going to be able to you know, fit them in with the scholarships. And I mean, unless one of them is going to walk on, which I don't think is going to happen, and honestly, they're probably going to go back home to Wisconsin where they're from. So with that in mind, it's nice to be, you know, mixed up in the transfer market rumors, but I don't think the Hauser brothers make sense. and I don't think we have space for them. And that's why I don't think they're going to work out for us, even though it's nice. And I do want them. I mean, if we had the space, I would take them in an instant because they're both really talented, probably NBA guys when they, when they, whenever they graduate. And I think that they'd fit really well with UVA's system. They they could both pick and pop. They're both really good defenders. I don't know. I think it's just unfortunate that it doesn't work out that way. So what I expect from the UVA coaching staff going forward is to look for a graduate transfer guard who can play right away. And as I said earlier, there's a couple names that have popped up, and I'm sure over the next couple of weeks and maybe even days that we're going to see na- more names pop up. We're going to see more rumors. We're going to see more things related to the Hauser brothers. We're going to see more things related to DeAndre Ty and Kyle. We might even see Mommy declare for the draft. Sorry, guys. We're back. One more thing. And right after I recorded this, and as I actually as I was editing it, Mommy Diakite has declared for the NBA draft. And actually, during this podcast, I said that he would probably end up declaring, and he did. He just did it right after I finished. So that was, you know, funny. And I'm not annoyed. I'm happy for him. I am excited to see where this team goes and and what we look like next year. You know, it's going to be a completely different team. If Mamadi ends up going, which, you know, if we backtrack a little bit, his post that he posted on Instagram saying that he was going made it seem like he was saying goodbye. He was saying, I've loved all my time at UVA. It will always be, it will always have a place in my heart. And that's not, that's not a guy who's saying, I'm probably going to come back next year. This is a guy that's saying, look, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to try and go to the NBA. I'm not going to be surprised at all, however, if he does end up coming back to UVA. His skills might be a little bit raw for NBA teams, but hey, once again, the same thing with Kyle, same thing with Ty. If if someone's going to give him a first-round grade or a second-round grade, he might end up going. He might end up going to get that money, take care of his family, take care of himself. So happy for him. He played his way into this position this year, especially within the last month uh, throughout the tournament, throughout the the ACC tournament. Not not so much the ACC tournament, but the NCAA tournament, certainly he played outstanding. And so I'm really excited to see where he goes. And I'm excited to see where his future takes him. I'm excited to see the future of this UVA team. But it's a super exciting time to be a UVA basketball fan. And we I can't wait to keep bringing you guys news about this. So with that, thank you for listening. Make sure to give us a uh, follow on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Snapchat and Instagram at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to give us a follow and subscribe on Podbean and iTunes. Make sure to check out Armchair All Americans and their website. They got a lot of cool stuff on there. A lot of stuff for the hockey playoffs. A lot of stuff for the NBA playoffs. And we will see you guys soon. Go Who's baby. <laughs> <laughs>